David Jolly's on the line, former Republican U.S. Congressman. Uh, we see him uh, writing and commentating. And just in the Washington Post not too long ago, former Re- Republican Congressman from Florida has uh, strong ties to Snyder County and is uh, still executive chairman of Serve America Movement. So we'll talk about what that movement is. And he and Christine Todd Whitman and Andrew Yang would like to get the forward party started, so so to speak. Uh, David, thank you so much for calling in today. Yes, thank you. It's great to be with you guys. I appreciate it. How appropriate that someone would send us a note that say all Republicans lie, and then we get you on the phone. Do you, do you lie all the time, or are you still a Republican? Well, me, listen, I, let's fast forward very quickly here. I've been involved in the independent space for about five years. I left the party in 2018, and I do a lot of political consulting. I'm involved in a lot of races. And the theme is true. Look, on the left and the right, I know you guys get to joke and laugh about it, but we're told by our politicians on both sides that I'm going to go to Washington and fight, 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 fight. I'm going to fight the other side. I'm going to fight the other side. And, you know, that works for some people, but it doesn't work for people like me. And in the independent space, what you find is a lot of people that just want the government to work. They want the, the, the people to get along, give voice to the most number of people, make some hard decisions along the way. But we don't need to be wired to go fight. Our politicians keep telling us we're fighting. It's a pretty dangerous narrative they're they're feeding us. So I'm glad we can laugh about it, but it's real. There's something real underneath that surface. Well, almost, and it bubbles up into violence right. sometimes. January 6th is just one example, but we have individual pockets of violism, violence all over the country. I like that when you said violism. I think that's one of the violism, things we do. Violism, right. It's, it's, it's a political party. <laughs> you don't like isms anyway, Joe, so well, that's yeah, but, you bad. know, seriously, we have in this country the inability to get along with each other. Disagreements of opinion become personal, and that's what always drives me nuts. I've got like 50 years in municipal government, and the thing I like about it is it seldom gets personal. But on the federal level, and even on the state level, it seems to get very, very personal, and we can't disagree without someone without demonizing them. Right. What has happened, and this gets very academic, we don't need to waste time on it, but basically in the last 30 years, the emergence of three significant significant trends. Big data, right, the ability to data target households and voters through supercomputing that we didn't have before. Big media, the ability to get your information wherever you want and tailored just to your opinions. And then big money, when the Supreme Court basically said, we're just going to let unlimited money into politics. What happened is the parties realized we can create a system that allows us to cater only to our most informed and and most energetic voters within our party. And so you have states with closed primaries where 10 to 15 percent of the state is deciding who goes to the state capitol or who goes to Washington. And as a result, the reward, we don't even have to speak about it with criticism, let's just acknowledge the incentive for our members of Congress, for instance, is to cater only to their most ardent base on the left or the right because that's where they get reelected. They don't get reelected among the broader community. That's not the way the rules are now written. So we're going to see that behavior, right? Because if they only have to get reelected by the most ardent 15% of their community that agrees with their politics, well, then you bet. They're going to stand up there, and they're going to vilify uh, the other 85% of their community, and they're going to get rewarded for it. That, that's the absurdity of the whole process. How far lost are we? Is our republic going to withstand this division and this uh, fight? I believe in the strength of America. I'm an optimist. I, I'm Pollyanna about this. 
I also do think history is ringing an alarm bell for us right now. And without without taking any sides, I'm sure there are strong feelings on both sides of this, but I think we got a glimpse this week at just how close we are to a tinderbox when the FBI went to Mar-a-Lago. Donald Trump, to his credit, notwithstanding the very first statement he released saying, I've been raided, but he has stayed quiet. This has not been a January 6th moment. He's not issued a call to arms that this is a moment for choosing. But I'm afraid, particularly given the other investigations into the former president, the one in Georgia, certainly January 6th and so forth, I think if the former president ends up uh, under some type of indictment or judicial accountability, if he were to issue a call, I do worry that the fate of our republic could be on the line in 2024. If he were to say, I'm running again in 24, this is the moment, it's us against the state. I don't know, to Joe's point about how torn we are now, I don't know that as a, as a community we survive the neighbor versus neighbor environment going into 2024. I worry about that. I'm an optimist. I think I know we're strong enough to get through it. But that's a choice we have to make to get through it. Well, how much of this division would you lay at Donald Trump's doorstep? Well, I, I think a lot goes to his leadership tone, and and some of it I would put direct fault, and some of it is just an environment created by the leadership tone. So, look, leaders, you could look at the a Jeb Bush leadership tone and say, ah, it's boring, it puts me to sleep. That was certainly Donald Trump's position. We don't want that. Donald Trump ran on something very different. He said, I'm angry. You should be angry. Your way of life is changing. It's being taken from you. Come with me. I'm going to essentially tear down the credibility of the institutions that that you believe in because they've been getting it wrong. Now, look, I, I one of the one of the greatest pearls of wisdom I got during the Trump years was from a cab driver in DC who said, <laughs> I voted for Donald Trump because I knew he was gonna blow everything up. Now, I don't think he's smart enough to rebuild it. Somebody else can rebuild it, but we needed somebody to blow it up. So I, I do think Donald Trump, that was his message. That was his agenda, was to blow it up, and, and he did it. Um, we're dealing with kind of the, the ashes from that. So, uh, look, at, at the end of the day, we have the leaders we elect. We are responsible as a country for our own destiny. We don't have to go in the direction that leaders ask us to go in. We've chosen to. So ultimately, the responsibility for the fate of the country is on each of us, not on a single leader. Tell us how the forward party works. It's a new unifying political party. You're involved in it, along with some other folks. Tell us about that. The forward party is a political party looking to gain legal recognition in all 50 states. The states make it very hard. We'll be recognized in 15 states this year. We have a political committee, actually, in Pennsylvania. It's been operating for about a year. And the idea is this. We know the market demand is there. Forty percent of the country, when they register to vote, say, I'm not an R or a D. I can't see myself in those parties. And the mistake we often make is that 40 percent of America is all moderate. And so we say, well, let's have a centrist party. It's actually false. It's not. That that 40%, some are left, some are right. Some, like myself, are all over the spectrum, right? I, I'm i for lower taxes, smaller government, less regulation. Republicans say that's great. But my view on some other issues are out of step with the Valley on, on guns and equality and climate. So Democrats would say, well, come over here and exercise those three things, but don't exercise your, your lower taxes and smaller government politics. What Ford has done is said, you know what, come as you are. 
whatever your ideas are, we want to celebrate independent thought. We want to celebrate solutions. We want to celebrate the whole idea of working together as a country. And it's really taking off. Um, it is not a party that people are used to. Most people think of a party as a top-down, you have to believe these three things. That's not what the forward party is. The forward party says, let's come together around the basic shared principles of economic opportunity, personal freedom, and defense of democracy. And that might look different in Boston than it does in Birmingham and different in Sealands Grove than it does in Miami. But if we all agree on those shared principles, let's move forward together. We are focused on local races. This is not about running a president in 24, though in 28 perhaps we'd be big enough to do so. But we're focused on local and state races. We've had some success, and I think we're going to have a lot more going into the next election cycle. You remind me of uh, the late Will Rogers' comment that I don't belong to any organized political party. I'm a Democrat. I mean, you're making it sound like <laughs> you're making it sound like a very disorganized party where everybody kind of goes his own way. And my thought on this is okay, as long as it, even if it disagrees with your thought. But how do you run a campaign like that, uh, where somebody has sure. maybe they support abortion, but they're opposed to gun rights? You know, it would, right. It would be awfully so, confusing for people, I would think. Well, it's not confusing because what it does is it invests that right of opinion into the candidate within their community. So the ultimate affirmation or rejection is between the candidate and the voter, which is how it should be. I mean, consider what happens with the two major parties today. They write a platform at the national level, and they say, everybody has to believe this. Right. And then they start out every two years in, in a cycle saying, the Republicans say, you know what, we're going to write off all of the urban corridors on the, on the left and right coast because they don't agree with us. We're just going to ignore them. And if we win, we get to ignore them for four years. The Democrats say, we're going to ignore flyover country because those conservatives have it all wrong. And if we win, we get to ignore them for four years. Why don't we actually create a party that says, you know what, there are really great opinions and great people in the Valley. And there are also great people in Manhattan. And there are great people in Mobile, Alabama, and Seattle, Washington. Why don't we try to give voice to everybody, to one America? And, and that means letting people in Birmingham, candidates, candidates, represent Birmingham's values. And let's let Boston candidates represent Boston values. And that is a very basic uh, pluralistic idea upon which the country and the Congress was founded. Our parties have perverted that. And they've said, you either believe what we tell you to believe or you're wrong and you're not welcome in this country. And, and that leads to this opening conversation. That leads to the antagonism, neighbor versus neighbor. That leads to the idea that we have to fight each other because we have to defeat the other side. I just think it's wrong. And I'm, look, when I left the Republican Party, people said, why didn't you become a Democrat? The reason why is because the Democrats crush independent thought just as much as Republicans do. I actually want to be able to exercise my own opinion, not the opinion of some organized political party that says they're right and I just have to listen to them. But if I believe that abortion is a sin and that I can't support anybody who favors abortion, and uh, on the other hand, I'm very much opposed to any limitation on gun rights, you know, and yet how are you going to vote for me if you disagree with me on either of those issues? Well, the question would be, do you represent that your community with fidelity? And based on my my view of the politics of the Valley, you probably do. And so you would be elevated. You you would be a candidate that they, that would be elevated by your community, not because of the forward party label, but because of your values represent your community's values. Now, let's say some progressive in San Francisco gets gets elected on the opposite, and the two of you end up in Congress now. The job of the, you two is to work that out. 
that's the way the system's supposed to function. <laughs> Not to just ignore each other, but to actually make it work. Hey, if we could work those things out, we'd be in good shape right now. Well, now, skeptics say, this, exactly right. skeptics say this will never work. Can't have a third party. We, tr- we tried it. You know, John Anderson was there and Ross Perot. Don't forget the Bull Moose right, Party. Bull, yeah. Okay, thank you. Right, third parties don't work. But uh, you and uh, Andrew Yang, who was um, you know, just a super candidate last time yep. in the 20, back in 2016, and uh, Christine Todd Whitman, you know, a tremendous amount of respect, say, no, it can work, it will work, we're pushing for it, we're going to make this happen. How can we make this happen? So let me tell you, since we've announced we have a new sign-up every 34 seconds, that the demand is there. Here's, the, here's a very important thing, and I, I love the context of your question. Most people were wired to think that an independent candidate for president means a third party and vice versa. They're completely unrelated. So the John Anderson, Ross Perot, Howard Schultz examples, those are platforms that said we're going to run a centrist for president of the United States and win. That's not the forward party. The forward party is actually building a durable, viable, credible new party. And that is a totally different problem set. Getting legal recognition of a political party in 15 states this year, for example. And there are, are you ready for this? There are 500,000 elected offices in the United States. Do the math. There's less than 1,000 at the federal level. Of those 500,000 elected offices, 70% are uncontested. They're just written off. And we actually we elected the mayor of Newtown, Connecticut, for instance, last year on, a, on the idea of let's just there's no Republican or Democratic way to fill a pothole. Let's have let's have a, a town policy that just gets things done. That's where we're focused. Legally, the 50 states would not allow us as a forward party to run a presidential candidate uh, in 2024. They make that way too hard. And that's just not going to be our focus. Well, we'll give you the last word. Anything important to add that you feel would be very germane to your conversation here in central Pennsylvania? David, we really appreciate it. Go right ahead. Well, I would say this. Um, for many people, the Republican and Democratic parties provide a good home if ideology is what informs your politics. But if you're intrigued by the idea of a party that tr- just tries to advance the entire region, the entire state, give the forward party a look. Uh, my wife has deep roots here. I've fallen in love with the Valley. I enjoy being a, a neighbor for a good part of the year, and I appreciate being on this morning. David, one of our good listeners, sends a note with uh, with a big smiley face on the text. It says, oh, great, now all forward party members are liars. So, <laughs> so you made the big time. Touche. You made the big time. Thank you so much yeah. for your information and your help and your analysis and for all you're doing. A t- tremendous amount of good luck and stay in touch, and, and we'll get in touch with the forward party of PA group and make sure they get a mic and here, I too, as hate well. hate to be a skeptic, but right. 